finding drivers to keep trucks on our roads, strategies for reducing material supply risks, and some practical relief for truckers. Pull up a chair and join us as the editors of DC Velocity discuss these stories as well as news and supply chain trends on this week's Logistics Matters podcast. Hi, I'm Dave Maloney. I'm the Group Editorial Director at DC Velocity. Welcome. Logistics Matters is sponsored by Aptian. Aptian is a global provider of mission-critical, industry-specific logistics and transportation management solutions. Aptian Routing and Scheduling delivers advanced transportation management systems to world-leading brands, helping them streamline daily operational processes. If you're ready to see savings of up to 30% and unlock the value of your transportation operation, Aptian can help. Visit aptian.com and discover what's next now. As usual, our DC Velocity senior editors, Ben Ames and Victoria Kickham, will be along to provide their insights into the top stories of this week. But to begin today, good workers are always hard to find, but this year has been very difficult to find the labor needed to run our supply chains and, and looking for truck drivers in particular has been difficult. But what can be done to put more drivers on our nation's roads? To find out, here is Ben with today's guest. Ben? Businesses in every sector are struggling with a tight labor market right now. Unemployment is well below 4% at the latest check, and some post-pandemic concerns are, are still to be worked out about getting employees back in the office or on the job. Logistics, of course, is one of the biggest employers nationwide, and they've not been spared from this problem. Whether in the warehouse and fulfillment work or in transportation and trucking jobs, here to discuss labor issues and some possible strategies for attracting and for keeping workers in logistics is our guest today. He's Justin Bailey from Rose Rocket, which is a Toronto-based provider of transportation management system or TMS software. Thank you for joining us, Justin. Thank you for having me, Ben. So to start us off, uh, maybe you could give just a quick description of how Rose Rocket fits into the logistics sector, uh, what, what sort of products you offer and uh, you know, how those are used, who your customers are. Sure. So Rose Rocket, Rose Rocket as you mentioned, is a TMS, um, and we largely are focused on the freight broker and the uh, over-the-road asset-based trucker. Um, we tend to focus more, more mid-market. So you know, from a trucking company perspective, we focus around the 10 to 100 truck mark. Uh, we do have some smaller customers and, and some much larger ones as well, but I would say that that is our sweet spot from a from a product perspective. Where we're really focused on is collaboration, um, and so kind of back to this where we fit in the in, in the supply chain is we think about your business not just as in moving your trucks, but how your drivers connect to it, how your customers connect to it, how your partners might connect to it. So we're really the first the first uh, truly native built network TMS. Now looking at trucking specifically. Um, as we said in the intro, you know, um, that the times are tight now and, and actually fleets have been warning, of course, about a driver shortage for decades. Um, there's some debate in various camps whether there are not enough workers overall or not enough jobs with attractive working conditions, perhaps. But either way, uh, companies are struggling to get drivers in the trucks nowadays. Is that what you're seeing, too? Yeah, I mean, that's we, we've done some research on this ourselves. To your point, we've been hearing this for a long time. I've been in the industry for for almost 20 years now, and, and I think it was one of the first things I learned about when I when I first started working in it. So I've um, been hearing about it all my you know working life in this space, and and so we actually did some research recently to 
to validate um, that concern. And, and certainly it's, it's when we talk to our customers and we have around 500 uh, of them, um, it is definitely one of their top two business problems that they're, that they're facing today. So, um, you know, not just, just notionally, but, you know, statistically reaching out to our customer base, it's, it's, it's certainly a concern in the market. Yeah, got it. Um, so one of the features of this economy where we are right now is that we're seeing the start of a large retirement of a sort of swell of baby boomer employees as they age out and, and they're uh, being replaced on the younger side, but by the upcoming generation Z. Um, could you help us understand maybe a little bit how those two labor pools compare? Um, I, I understand, you know, as, as an example, I have a couple of teens and, and they're incredibly tech savvy on, on the devices, for example. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I want to be mindful not to just kind of categorize every person within a generation in the same way, but I think just for, you know, to do that, to, to generalize, certainly more tech savvy, I think, which is relatively obvious when you know, you're born into, into the internet, when you're born into the smartphone era, um, you are going to be uh, much more proficient. It's not something, it's something you learn out of the womb, it seems almost to, to a degree. But I think we have to look at how people work today. And certainly, you know, at Rose Rocket, we have a, a pretty large cohort of, I'm not sure what our average age would be here, but it's probably called 30, 31, somewhere around there. And, and certainly the value of time um, when comparing it to say an older generation seems to be much more prevalent today. And I think that's something that, you know, we as a business are, are, are trying to adjust for. Um, so it's, it's not just about, you know, having a, a better place to work or more snacks. And I think that's kind of these, these, these cheeky things that, that people think. I think there's actually a true value to time um, that, that, I, that I see with, we'll call it, um, you know, folks younger than myself um, compared to folks older than myself. Got it. Got it. And, and, and thank you. I take your reminder there. No, no, no uh, demographic likes to be stereotyped for sure. Um, but but you're, you're right. It's, uh, it, 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 there's some different broad approaches um, that, that we're seeing. Um, so I, I understand um, that, that Rose Rocket says that one of the must-have tools for drivers, um, I guess to your point about, about you know, valuing the, the time in the day, uh, is an intuitive driver mobile app. Uh, what's so important about an app and does it really change how the typical workday goes for a driver? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's like technology that makes people's lives easier. So I think we, we sometimes do this thing where we look at drivers as this special animal um, and they need to be treated in a special way and they're somehow different than, than anybody else. At the end of the day, a driver is uh, a human being who is doing work for a living and human beings who do work for a living where their work can be a faster, more efficient, safer. I, I think we'll, we'll always want that, no matter what what industry they're in. So I, I think from a, it, it could be it could be a mobile app that that might be the thing that is. Um, and now again, to what end? Like, what does the mobile app do? But if you can find a, a tool, and generally this will be technology driven, that streamlines the work of the day. I mean, think about just going to the I don't know, go run errands for a day, you know, and 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 think about how much easier it would be to have communication with your uh, wife or husband uh, at home, not having to call them 15 times to figure out, do I need this? Do we have that? Is that here? Um, where am I going next? Should I go to this store first or should I go there? Where's going to be busy? Just if you think about planning your day, if that could be done for you, that's just a much better way to go about doing that. So I think it's no different for, for a driver. It's really just finding technology that makes their life easier and better and, and, and the work done just that much you know, you know, cleaner. So I think it's, I think a lot of different technologies are doing these things. I think a mobile app is, is part of that toolkit for sure. 
Gotcha. That makes sense. And uh, and I mean, maybe you could tell a little bit more about that. Um, just because I mean, an, an app on your phone is one thing, and and you know you have to have connectivity, of course. Um, you know, for the data network, for the cellular network, uh, probably for that to work. But I mean, in, for a TMS and from the, you know, the, the app has to be able to connect, as you said, you have freight brokers, you have fleets, you have drivers. Uh, I mean, right there, those are three very different constituencies. Um, it, it is, is, you know, a simple app on your phone able to keep all of them, uh, you know, agreeing on the details? Yeah, I mean, if you kind of take the Rose Rocket uh, application, because um, obviously I would be most most familiar familiar with that. Um, the mobile app is going to allow you to see where you're driving for the day, see what orders you have to pick up, any changes in real time on that order, uh, but not just around uh, you know uploads of documents, sending documents back and forth. Again, just a much more thorough and efficient way of communicating than say days gone by. But further to that, it's even payment. How much? How much am I getting paid for this load? How? Um, you know, waiting time. Did I wait this long? How do I bill for those accessorials, lumper fees, all these different types of, you know, charges even. So it kind of goes beyond than just the the doing the work, but it's how am I reconciled for the work? Um, and so from a Rose Rocket perspective, that's what the user ex experience is here. Now there's different types of drivers again, smaller companies that that maybe wouldn't be a good fit for Rose Rocket or a single owner operator that may actually have to have a host of these products um, because you're working with say multiple companies, multiple sort of load boards or brokers. Um, and so maybe you actually need need multiple products to support your your day to day business activities. But if you're if you're in a fleet and an employer and owner operator uh, within Rose Rocket, then then you're really the, the app is your single single source of truth for everything from load data all the way to 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 payment. Gotcha. That, that that's a great picture. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so you've made some great points here. Um, aside from you know not just giving snacks to the to the drivers when they arrive. Um, but but having sort of a more efficient operation uh, across all the different touch points. Are, are there some other points where carriers and brokers can support the hiring and the retention of younger drivers who are coming into the industry? Yeah, I think again it goes back to the the the, the, the honoring time. But then it's it's if you're going to in some ways that's 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 unavoidable. Uh, how much time needs to be spent you know to to deliver a load? You can only drive so fast. You can only clear your you know the, the dock so fast. So what else how can you create more value within that time so that to me looks like something like a career path what does it what does it mean to be a driver today and what can that get you in you know 10 years from now whereas drivers today come in um, you know for largely into company they say this is the lane you're going to be driving there's your career path it's more like what do you want to do where do you want to go and how can we help support that so maybe in 20 years you're a dispatcher maybe you own trucks maybe you're a trainer maybe you're in sales who knows but i think it's really tapping into career development and, and again, it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier, like drivers are, are, are people that want to feel valued, that want to make a contribution and want to feel progress. And so treat them as if you would treat anybody else in the business and not just this sort of separate entity, which we kind of call drivers. That's, that's, I, that's how I would think about it. Uh, you know, just, yeah, that's how I would. Yeah, gotcha. Those, those are some great points. I, I think there's a lot for listeners to take away from that one. Um, it, Justin, I, I really appreciate uh, your spending some time with us today. Uh, th thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks again for, for having me. Uh, be well. Uh, our guest today has been Justin Bailey from Rose Rocket. And back to you, Dave. Thank you, Justin and Ben. Now let's take a look at some of the other supply chain news from the week. And Victoria, you wrote a story this week on how companies are struggling to manage the supply of their materials. Can you share the details? 
Absolutely, yeah. So supply chain executives are focused on reducing their material supply risks and avoiding unplanned delays and production outages in the year ahead. It's really not surprising after what we've experienced in the past couple of years. Our listeners are, I'm sure, all too familiar with the stress and strain of the ups and downs of supply chains since about mid-2020. Um, but this information comes from supply chain technology company called Verison, and it was released earlier this month. Uh, the company's 2022 State of Supply Chain Management Report surveyed executives at large global organizations about a range of issues, and they found that reducing supply risk for materials is their number one priority in the year ahead. The report also found that many of those executives believe that they lack the resources and direction they need to meet those supply chain management goals. Uh, especially when it comes to data and technology. A couple of statistics from the report, 80% uh, of respondents said they can't digitally track the movement of direct and indirect materials across their enterprise network, and 43% said that a lack of visibility into inventory availability is keeping them from sharing critical materials with other facilities in their network. So the bottom line, according to the report, is that organizations really need to improve those technical abilities if they want to improve the way they manage materials across their networks, again, so that they can avoid those unplanned delays and shortfalls. Right. And we've certainly seen a lot of those this past year. Victoria, did the survey also say anything else that's relevant? Uh, yes, absolutely. It's an in-depth report, um, and there's a link to it in the story we posted this past Monday, December 12th, so listeners can find it there, but um, I can share a couple of things real quick. First, uh, they recommend that artificial intelligence or AI-driven technologies and platforms um, can really help centralize data and improve visibility into inventory. Uh, full disclosure, Verison provides that kind of technology through its platform, but there are many examples of how AI is being used in supply chain and logistics. So that kind of technology is really playing a growing role across the industry. Another thing that stood out though was that more than half of the respondents claim they need to expedite spare parts on a weekly and monthly basis to avoid production outages. And this really seems to underscore that need to improve supply chain management and materials management processes in general. And again, as I said at the outset, the number one priority among these respondents over the next 12 months is to reduce uh, supply risk for materials. Yeah, well, hopefully things get better this year for those supplies and that we don't have the delays and backlogs that we've had this current year. Absolutely. Thanks, Victoria. You're welcome. And Ben, you reported this week on newly proposed legislation that will provide some real relief for truck drivers. What can you tell us? Yeah, exactly. We often cover Congress and the White House for the magazine, and but most of those stories involve uh, sort of big sprawling issues like fixing delays at international container ports or, uh, of course, the bipartisan infrastructure bill. But there was another logistics uh, legislation story that we did this week that uh, was focused on a much more specific aspect of the industry. And that's whether truck drivers are allowed to use the bathroom when they arrive at a facility to drop off or to pick up their cargo. If you're not a trucker, you're probably lucky enough not to realize this, but many DCs do not let visiting drivers use their restrooms, uh, even when they're you know, delivering that valuable cargo after a long drive. Um, it, it's, their reasons might have to do with office security or uh, health codes if they make food there or uh, just saying it's private property. But anyway, it's a pretty common frustration for drivers. Uh, but this week we saw there might be a solution coming uh, that comes from a, a bipartisan pair of uh, United States representatives in Congress uh, from Texas and from Pennsylvania 
who this week introduced uh, what's called the Trucker Bathroom Access Act. And the bill would ensure that truckers can access the bathroom facilities when they're picking up or delivering cargo. Uh, its sponsors said that it would support the basic needs of professional drivers, including uh, the growing number of female drivers who have entered the, the industry in recent years, uh, but more broadly, the industry's you know long-lasting employee retention challenges. Yeah. Well, Ben, that sounds like a common sense measure to offer some of those basic comforts. Do you know how the industry is reacting to it? Uh, it's probably too early to tell uh, because, as we said, this was just introduced onto the um, House floor this week. So there hasn't been any testimony or voting yet. But uh, support from the bill did immediately come from the Women in Trucking Association uh, that we've covered often on the magazine and also from the Owner Operator Independent Drivers Association, uh, OIDA. So those are two pretty high profile uh, groups in the sector that are uh, immediately giving it some momentum. The facilities that this legislation would affect uh, would be a pretty wide spectrum in terms of who else might be reacting to this. Um, if we're talking about retailers, warehouses, and other businesses where really wherever truckers pick up cargo and make deliveries. Uh, it would also require the operators of ports and terminals uh, to provide bathroom access for drayage drivers. So it's a lot of locations when you add up all that. Um, but notably, uh, the legislation would not require them uh, to construct new restrooms, but rather businesses would just have to grant access into the existing bathrooms that are already available uh, to their customers or employees. Uh, and by the way, you know, this could help those businesses in the long run. Uh, we've written about this before since many groups say that you know this is one thing that warehouses and retailers could do they they could change and, and you know be better partners if they want to become what's known as a shipper of choice um that that you know would allow them maybe to attract more truck drivers uh because it's a cyclical market but you know the freight market has really been tight in in recent months and years and that really makes it hard to get your freight moved yeah well it does make a lot of sense so we'll track this legislation hopefully it will become law soon Thanks, Ben. Yep, agreed. We'll, uh, we'll keep a close eye on it. We encourage listeners to go to dcvelocity.com for more on these and other supply chain stories. And check out the podcast notes section for some direct links on the topics that we discussed today. And again, our thanks to Justin Bailey of Rose Rocket for being our guest. We welcome your comments on this topic and our other stories. You can email us at podcast at dcvelocity.com. We also encourage you to subscribe to Logistics Matters at your favorite podcast platform. Our new episodes are uploaded on Fridays. And speaking of subscribing, check out our sister podcast series, Supply Chain in the Fastlane, co-produced by the Council of Supply Chain Management Professionals and Supply Chain Quarterly. Our latest series deals with attracting and retaining labor, something we talked a lot about today. Subscribe to Supply Chain in the Fastlane wherever you get your podcast. And a reminder that Logistics Matters is sponsored by Aptium. Aptian Routing and Scheduling supports logistics and delivery fulfillment operations with the tools needed to optimize resources, automate route planning and proof of delivery processes, and drive savings of up to 30%. Your delivery operation can be a powerful vehicle to deliver game-changing customer service. Aptian Routing and Scheduling can help. Visit aptian.com and discover how now. We'll be back again next week with another edition of Logistics Matters. Be sure to join us. Until then, have a great week.